everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined as always by Dakota Lasky. Dak, have you been checking out the uh, the insane amount of tweets and threads and coverage that Nintendo has been giving Metroid on Twitter? You love to see it. Yeah, I, was, I think they actually did another one today. Today? Yeah, yeah. They seem to be doing it a lot. They're always reminding us, like they're talking about... You know, just coinciding with the third Dread Report, they're talking about, like, you know, kind of the basics of Metroid. They just recently, today, talked about, like, the games leading up to Dread, and people are pointing out how only some of those games are available on the Switch, though Nintendo themselves also kind of pointed it out in the tweets. So, but yeah, I mean, the amount of, like, times Nintendo has talked about Metroid in the past two months is more than I think I've ever seen in... Ever. So, Ever. <laughs> yeah, Ever. It's, it's awesome. Uh, it, it's incredible. I love to see it. I, I just loved the old screenshots of, like, the Super Metroid and then Metroid Fusion and, yep. and all that good stuff. It, it just brought a smile to my face. I feel like this is what we've been talking about for, like, the last, you know, year and a bit since we've been doing this podcast. It really feels like Nintendo was all in on Metroid Dread. So if this fails, we can't blame Nintendo. We can only blame ourselves. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, if the game sucks, then I can definitely blame Nintendo, but it doesn't look like the game's going to, so, uh, yeah. Let's not even talk about that. (laughs) That's definitely true, but I don't even want to consider that. Uh, You know, I mean, it is what it is. It it very well, I look, I am still someone who I gotta, like, have it in my hands to really believe it, but from what I've seen, and from what I've seen from people actually playing the game... I mean, it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like it's right up my alley as a Metroid fan. So I'm not, I'm not worried whatsoever. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really either actually, because I, I feel like 2D Metroid kind of reached a point. Like, man, even like forever ago, even with Super Metroid, it reached a point where like the worst a 2D Metroid is going to be is like still really fun, and like the best it's going to be is like some of the greatest games ever, at least to me. So I, I feel like no matter what, um. You know, the worst that Dread is going to be is, like, you know, really fun. And that the best it's going to be, it's going to be, like, this amazing uh, bookmark or the end of the book to this Metroid series and saga that we've been on for the last, you know, 35 years. So, yeah, love to see it. Love all the coverage. I literally just saw it on Twitter. And that's why it was uh, in my brain as we started this show. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome to see them talking about Metroid more than once. (laughs) Or even mentioning at all. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's really awesome to see that they're actually, I mean, you know, they're looking to really, you know, bring in new people and keep them informed and tell them what's up about Metroid, which is really awesome to see. They're not just like, all right, here's the Metroid game, like, enjoy it, you know, like they're actually taking the time to really talk about like what the game's about and sell people on the game or just, you know, remind people that it's coming, which is, yeah, really awesome to see. I, you know. I like pretty much like retweet and and like like it every time I see it. Mm. It's great to see like you know Metroid Fusion getting mentioned. I really ho- I really do think they are going to eventually put those game all of them on the Switch. It's just a matter of when, uh, not if I think. So you know hopefully that's the case. But still great to see them talking about it on social media and really promoting not just like Dread but the series overall, which I think is also important too because we know there's more Metroid coming after Dread. Not even in just metroid prime 4 but even more 2d metroids too so right um right which is great you know let, let's talk about something that you just mentioned actually and we're going to kind of bounce around a little bit this episode but since we're just kind of free-flowing here um Duminal and i and another user in our discord fluffy wolf shout out to you fluffy we were literally just talking about uh nintendo switch online and mm-hmm. game boy advance games and uh fluffy wolf was just like man i have this pipe dream that they're gonna put like fusion and zero mission and all these other games on nintendo switch online i don't really feel like that's a pipe dream at all i actually think that it's like there's a very good chance of that happening i think there there's a very good chance of a september nintendo direct because i mean there usually is around that time and i and i think it has to do with the ending of the financial year but there usually is a direct around that time also if you remember a couple years ago when nintendo switch online launched it launched in september so they've They've kind of been doing big events in September to, to convince people to, like, resubscribe everybody that subscribed for a year. So, I mean, I could, like, totally see Game Boy Advance games like Fusion, like Zero Mission, um, coming on to Nintendo Switch Online in September. I, I actually don't think that's impossible at all. I wouldn't 
say it's like a slam dunk, but I, I don't think it's like super far fetched. What say you? You know, at this point, I feel like I I don't even want to bother speculating what Nintendo is going to do with like Switch Online because I have no idea. But that being said, uh, we talked about this in the Discord chat as well with a couple other people. I think Focus Wombat was talking about it. How the you know the older Metroid games like the 2D ones might come out after Dread, after people have played the new game, which kind of will bring people you know up to speed by you know in the prologue anyway. I think that's likely, and considering Dread drops in October after September, so I, you know I can see the Game Boy Advance games coming after Dread coming out. I do think that they want everyone playing Dread first and not spending money on older games, but spending money on the new game. And by making those other Metroid games, you know, available, there might be series fatigue. People might not want to spend more money on an additional Metroid game, even if it is new. And I think they do really think that Dread in and of itself will be enough to get people caught up on what's happened in Metroid. And then if people want to go back, if they are more dedicated, they can when those other games come out after Dread. Um, that, that theory or like that kind of way of thinking is kind of how I'm leaning i think it's it's likely that the games come out after dread maybe they get announced in september like hey like after dread they're coming out but i don't even think that might happen i, I do think that we'll probably wait until dread comes out entirely before we hear about any other metroid stuff at all whether it's metroid prime 4 older metroid games coming to switch whatever it is i don't think we're going to get any other metroid but dread until dread comes out yeah, I, I see your point. I, I I don't think that there would be series fatigue necessarily, and you wouldn't burn people out of, about buying the game since they're, you know, they're, I don't want to say free because you have to buy a Nintendo Switch online, but like, if you already have that, then they're free. So I, but I, at the same time, I could also see them saying like in September, like, hey, if you re-up your Nintendo Switch online subscription for another year in December, you're going to get all the Game Boy Advance games. And maybe that's just like the carrot enough to you know, to drop in front of, in front of people's faces to get them to resubscribe. But yeah, I mean, either way, like, I don't think that it's an impossibility. Like I, I feel like pretty confident that at some point we'll probably be playing those old games on our Nintendo switch as part of Nintendo switch online. At some point, I definitely feel better about that than I do about playing N64 games. I'll say that. Yeah. I think it's definitely a matter of when, not if, in terms of those Game Boy Advance games coming to switch. Uh, N64, I mean, I think I, I can see N64 games coming to the Switch. I don't know if they're going to do, like, an N64 Mini, though I do think that's still, like, a, a possibility. I just don't think it's really a high one. But I, I don't know. I, I think the Game Boy Advance games are definitely more likely. I just think they're going to wait until we get the new Metroid games. I honestly think we might not even see the Game Boy Advance games come out until after Metroid Prime 4 comes out. But I could also see them coming out between Dread and Metroid Prime 4. You know, at this point, it really is kind of just up in the air in terms of how they want to use those games marketing-wise. Um, you know, people have been talking about now, apparently, according to an insider, Metroid Prime Trilogy is actually ready, but they haven't dropped it because they're waiting for Metroid Prime 4 or whatever, you know, uh, which makes sense. So maybe they're kind of trying to use these older games as a means to promote the other games, so that could definitely line up with what you're saying. Maybe they do release those games in September, you know, to try and put that as part of the marketing for Metroid uh, Dread. I can definitely see that. I can also see them waiting until after Dread comes out so they can focus entirely on Dread itself and not any other game. I think both are like, it just comes down to like what Nintendo's priorities are, and they're the only ones who really know that. I'm still thinking if I had to pick, though, they're going to come out after Dread. Um, sometime before Metroid Prime 4, though. Well, we will we will see. Um, and I guess you know, we really won't have to wait very long to see if the uh, if the September direct comes true or not. Like I said, I could I could see that happening. I I could also see it not happening, of course. But like I wouldn't be flabbergasted if it did happen. I'll I'll just say that. So, uh, I mean, man, we're only. We're like two months away from that, so that's kind of exciting to think that we could be potentially be two months away from the next Nintendo Direct. Although I pretty much don't think that we'll see any more Metroid Dread at this point. I think that we pretty much have all that we need with all the Dread reports and, and whatnot. But um, that's okay, because that leaves room for us, Dak, to speculate about what potentially the role could be for uh, some of the following creatures and characters in Metroid Dread. So... Um, we're going to go through a list here, and we're going to talk about how 
the following could be implemented in Metroid Dread and just kind of theorize and speculate and maybe hypothesize a little bit. And um, I guess that we should start with the Metroids because according to the latest Nintendo Dread report, uh, Dread report number three, Metroids are completely extinct at the beginning of Metroid Dread. So after Fusion, there are no more Metroids. And uh, that seems kind of sad in a way, but then you realize like, you know what, after Super Metroid, there were no more Metroids either, and they found a way to show up in Metroid Fusion, so I think it's definitely, they're, they're definitely going to show up in Metroid Dread somehow, and I feel like they are going to be connected to the Chozo, um, and that the Chozo, which is presumably the same, the Dark Chozo, as, we, as we've been talking about on the show, the one that we saw in the memories of Samus Returns, the one who was up to all that evil stuff, I think that this guy is going to be creating a new Metroid army. And remember, Dak, when we were doing a show with Rod way back when, we kind of talked about how maybe he could create, like, some kind of substance. Not like a phase on, but something that he could control the Metroids and make them, like, incredibly hostile with. I think that that's actually, like, you know, a somewhat feasible scenario to bring Metroids back. I could see that and make them, like, a really big threat again. So I, I think that they're going to show up, and I think that they're going to be at, like, the beck and call of of this Dark Chozo. I don't see the Galactic Federation messing around with Metroids anymore because you've done that once, you've done that twice. I don't think they're going to do it a third time. What say you? All right, I'm going to th- I'm gonna throw a curveball at you for this one. So I, right. I agree that the Metroids are going to return and I agree that the Chozo are going to be involved, but I don't think the, Cho- the Dark Chozo are going to be the ones involved, the Metroids. So here's what I'm thinking. Um, so Samus is going. So you're, I think Samus is going to meet both like good like okay. So let's say there's like two alignments for the Chozo, right? We obviously have the Dark Chozo, and then we have like the older good Chozo, the not Dark Chozo, right? Whatever. So mm-hmm. let's say we call them good and dark, or good and bad, whatever. So I think Samus is going to be meeting both kinds of Chozo, and she's going to fight the Dark Chozo in some way or another. But she's also going to find out that the good Chozo are also trying to make Metroids again in order to fight the dark Chozo who are not trying to create Metroids because they know that Metroids are uncontrollable. Instead, they're making those big robots. They're making a big another Ridley robot or whatever because they know they can control those. They're not these crazy organic jellyfish that steal life or whatever. I think... That, like, contrast, they're going to have a different way of creating, you know, their army. And that's going to be a dichotomy between the two Chozo. And I also think Samus finding out that the good Chozo are creating the Metroids and not the dark Chozo would be some kind of, like, twist element in the story. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm throwing that big curveball in there. I'm think, I, mm. I think that's a possibility. I think that's where they're going to go with it, that they're going to kind of throw a little twist in there to us. Hmm. I, you know, I could see that because, I mean, especially if the X are still around because, like, that that's kind of the whole premise of, like, mm-hmm. why Samus is on ZDR to investigate if the X parasites are still there. So, I, I like, I could see the Chozo recreate, the good Chozo, let's call them, recreating the Metroids maybe with uh, the best intentions in mind. But um, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like the, the idea that maybe these dark Chozo kind of, like, uh, stole, I guess, for lack of a better word, like, the... The formula or the, or the recipe, if you will, to creating Metroids and like it's now using them for like really bad stuff and, and whatever. I, I feel like that confrontation to me sounds a little bit more exciting, but it would kind of be nice to see Samus kind of at odds with the Chozo, maybe question them a little bit. Because I, I think that we will, I think we're finally going to learn a lot more about the Chozo, why they uh, vanished, which by the way, this Dread Report also, we've always been led to believe that um, the Chozo are extinct. But this Dread Report says something along the lines of, like, they're not extinct. There's just not very many of them left anymore. So I thought that that was a really interesting line. So I I think that we're really going to learn about the Chozo in this game. I wouldn't be disappointed if we didn't because I do kind of like that mystery. But it seems like, you know, even looking at the trailers, we're seeing a Chozo in the trailer for the first time in the flesh. Uh, It it just makes sense that we're going to learn a lot about the civilization and maybe where it went wrong and why they disappeared or their their numbers are so few now so i i think obviously the conflict is there between the the dark chozo and the good chozo but maybe it's also because they you know they make metroids and they have good intentions but they just didn't learn their lessons so 
I think that that would be a, a pretty cool road to take. Yeah, I mean, I we're definitely learning more about the Chozo. That's like confirmed. I mean, there's so much of the cutscenes and what we see in the reports involves them, and we've literally seen one. But yeah, I definitely think that we're gonna learn a lot about like what caused like the rift between these two, you know, alignments of Chozo, right? I, you know, we're gonna learn that history, and honestly, that's probably gonna be involved in and like related to why the Chozo like essentially all but disappeared from you know everywhere right mm. i think that's definitely going to be like the source of that and that's why i'm thinking that the two are kind of looking at things differently and not seeing eye to eye in one way and the metroids that's what i'm thinking is one of those things they might not see eye to eye on like the original chozo or whatever you know might have created them with good intentions but are like unwilling to see like the destruction they can cause or they see it but they're unwilling to change and do something differently Whereas the Dark Chozo are kind of like right in that they should be creating Metroids, but they're still bad guys and are, you know, doing bad stuff in another way, just not with Metroids. Because I'm thinking, uh, the one thing that makes, another thing that makes me think that is that obviously somebody is building Chozo-looking robots or mech suits that are large in size, right? And someone's building some kind of huge mech, and I'm thinking, who is more likely to do that? The Dark Chozo, right? So I don't know if of they're course. so I don't think they're making both those robots and Metroids. I think like it's it's probably one or the other. Um and so if anyone's making the Metroids, it's probably like the original like good shows or that like came up with it, you know? But may I don't know, maybe you know, I'm kinda I, looking I can at see it. Differently. That actually. But you know, I'm I'm also trying to like throw a little bit of it like I mean that would be a real I think that'd be a really cool twist because I'm assuming when Samus gets this planet she's gonna meet Chozo that she thinks she can ally with right and obviously there'll be a Chozo that she wouldn't ally with but if she learns this kind of you know ulterior stuff about what she thinks her allies are you know or she thinks who her allies are you know what they're doing she's like oh wow like actually I got to worry about these guys too potentially they're making more Metroids that's not mm -hmm. that's not good, you know. So she has kind of two things to deal with. So I don't know. I think that might make for a more interesting story or an interesting overall. But uh, obviously, it, it could not go that way. But I think that'd be cool. Yeah, you know what? I I could see that actually. Now that you kind of laid that out a little bit more, like the Dark Chozo are building, you know, their army of of power suits, and mm -hmm. you know what we'll get to in a, in a little bit here. But maybe is maybe the uh, the good Chozo, if you will, are. Maybe they don't have the recipe to create Metroids, and instead, they've kind of had a hand in, in the all of the Emmys going rogue, because the Emmys, mm. of course, snap DNA, so who's to say that maybe they don't have some Metroid DNA on hand? So maybe they're kind of trying to get some of that DNA from the Emmys. That, that could be a potential reason why the Emmys have, have went bad and turned against Samus and the rest of the uh, Galactic Federation, too. So, yeah, I, I think that that could be interesting. I, I think that it's probably more likely that the Dark Chozo have yeah. a hand in metroids maybe they'll pull like a a huge surprise and like not really have metroids at all in the game i don't know yeah maybe they're telling the truth and there really are no metroids you know so that could definitely be the I, case i think that metroids will definitely show up one way or another maybe what we could see is like a game without metroids and like kind of at the end of the game as, as like a cliffhanger or something or maybe even like an after credit it's like a new metroid is is created or discovered or i don't know something it's so that that pushes the series forward i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be them saying samus you're the metroid now it's gonna be like the end of uh the last star wars movie and someone's like what's your name and she goes samus metroid like she's like the metroid character like that's that's what it's gonna be i think like there aren't gonna be any metroids but then one of the chozo's gonna be like you are the metroid you're the ultimate warrior and then it and then cut the title, Metroid Dread. But <laughs> I don't know. That's it's gonna end probably. I think if it if Metroids don't literally show up, I think that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna go with, uh, well, Samus is a Metroid technically, so Metroids are in the game. That's what it is, uh, and they'll like emphasize that. I I'm gonna be honest. Actually, I I I wouldn't even hate that. Like as lame <laughs> no. as that kind of sounds, like I can see I them would, totally I doing hate that. that. I feel like that's totally likely. I feel like that's what's going to happen. If I were to put money on all the of all the options that we've just discussed, I, that's the one I would bet on. Can you imagine like Samus gets a new ability to like suck out people's life forces? I could totally cool. see that. I mean, I could definitely see like her like being able to um, drain resources from enemies, or maybe like like I don't know, like Kirby style, like take attacks or something like that. Um, 
Or maybe she's able to absorb the Emmy technology and is able to use like Emmy, the Emmy like stinger or like, like whatever the drill and use that to drain resources and take stuff from stuff because her suit does kind of look like the Emmys, like the white part, like reminds me of, of the Emmys. So it looks like a mixture of like Samus, like merging with an Emmy and her old suit to me. So like I could definitely see her somehow adopting or absorbing Emmy technology in some way, whether it's like the scan feature or the insta kill or using that thing to drain resources or whatever or something like that. I could definitely see that happening. Well, let's uh, let's shift gears and talk about what we think, or I guess I should say, if we think no, our man not Ridley, if. not if it's happening. You're, you're going. You're it's going happening. For sure, for sure. Ridley is, oh, dude. Dude, okay. For, All right, well, let me. Ridley's let in me this game. Preface the, let me preface this. Hundred percent. This, because I I agree actually, and I, I tweeted this out a little while ago, but like I I think that I've heard a lot of people say that there is going to be like quote unquote Ridley in this game. It's not going to be Ridley as we know, but it'll be like a Ridley robot or yeah. like an Emmy Ridley. Yeah, I'm totally on board with that. I could totally buy that. I think that that makes a lot of sense. It's a good way to bring Ridley back. That's not cheap. Because, like, I, I feel like that would be a little bit cheap if he came back. Like, he's he's died and, and come back to life so many times that it's kind of like a running joke. But I, I think that the finality of Super Metroid was really nice. And then you kind of brought him back in a clever way in Metroid Fusion. Um, and then, you know, I, I just feel like it'd be kind of, I don't know, it'd be kind of lame if they were just like, oh, Ridley actually survived and, like, he's here like even in samus returns i i mostly just thought that ridley showing up was like more of an easter egg than like actually related to it was the like plot, fan which service is why I was, exactly yeah. which is why i was just like yeah this is cool but like if he was essential to the plot it'd be like yeah you know but yeah I, agree. I i think that an emmy ridley is like totally totally possible and i'm betting that that's what we get well look you know me like i'm a huge ridley fan so like i like as a huge ridley fan I agree. I like the fact that he had the like a permadeath and super like he's dead. Um, like that's fine. And yes, I agree. Like they when they brought him back in fusion, I thought that was cool. I think if they were the only way for them to bring back quote unquote Ridley again, like organically, I think would be as if they had a clone of the fusion clone that was like even more like, you know how like the fusion clone is like it's kind of like really exaggerated. It's like a caricature of Ridley, you know, like the wings are really small, but it's like a big head and big, cl- you know, like it doesn't really, it looks like Ridley. Big jaw, it looks like a Exactly, it, look, it looks like all yeah. deformed and stuff. I think it'd be cool if there was like a further clone that was even more deformed. It was like falling apart. Like there'd be no way to get even another clone out of it. Like once you'd kill at that time, it'd be done. But like, I don't think they need to do that. I, I doing another like a Ridley robot totally works like an Emmy Ridley like totally works. I think like bringing the likeness of Ridley back is good enough. Like I think and I think it's mm-hmm. a cool concept yeah. that they can creatively do that in different ways. And the Ridley robot idea, to be honest, like in Zero Mission really wasn't like fleshed out like a ton. Right. Like they could totally have done a lot more. So I'm totally cool with a Ridley robot, too. And that's what I think they're doing. Like I tweeted about it and like showed those screenshots at one point. Like they're they're building a Ridley robot or something that looks like a big like a huge Ridley in the background in one of those Emmy rooms, like or one of those rooms in there. Like you can not only see like his torso, he has an arm cannon, which is kind of like reminiscent of like the Metroid Prime Two, um, uh, uh, like Echoes like concept art for the Ridley that could have been in that game. Um, mm. And you can even see, like, the base of his wings at the top. So, like, it, it looks... I mean, if it's not Ridley, it's going to be, like, a huge Chozo Mecha or whatever. Or maybe even a huge Samus or something, another giant Samus. But I really think that's going to be, like, it's going to be, like, a giant Ridley robot that Samus is going to have to fight. And I'm totally down with that. They give this huge Ridley robot, like, a huge, massive boss with, like, an arm cannon that's firing back. Plus, like, all the Ridley elements I think would be awesome. And I think that's definitely what they're going to do. You can even look yeah. at like the Ridley like, or even like the Emmy bodies and it looks like you could easily put a Ridley head on it. So I think Ridley coming back in some way through being a huge robot or an Emmy form or something like that is, is very likely. And I think that's what we're going to see. And I kind of like the idea of Metroid like using going forward, using Ridley's likeness, mm-hmm. even if Ridley himself is dead, because like, you know that there's such like this personal animosity between Samus and Ridley. And if there's anything we know that Samus is like, 
afraid of, I guess, or like, uh, you know, is a, is a sore spot for Samus, it's Ridley. So I, I like the idea that they use that, you know, going forward where maybe Ridley's dead, but his legacy isn't. So we're going to continue to use yes. him in different ways. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I think, I think Emmy Ridley is like, I'm on board with that theory. I, th- I think it's going to be really cool. I was going to, I was going to talk about my boy Kraid, but I, I have to be honest, I don't really see him showing up mm-hmm. in, uh, in Metroid Dread. I can't see an Emmy Ridley and an Emmy Kraid. Let's just put it that way. I think Kraid is going to be a Metroid Prime 4 thing. I, I really honestly think they're going to do Meta Kraid. I think that's like something that they're going to bring back and be like, you know what? We almost did it. Like, pe- like people know about it. Like, it's a thing that people remember and like talk about. And I honestly think that they could do, like, Kraid would be really cool in a Metroid Prime 4. He'd be really cool in this kind of game, too, but I, I think he'll be saved for for Metroid Prime 4. Like, Mercury Steam has, like, they've already brought Ridley back in a kind of way, and I think, like, bringing Ridley back, they're probably more in tune for. Um, mm. And whereas, like, Retro tried to make Kraid happen at least once in, in Metroid Prime, I wonder if they go back, they might be like, hey, let's, let's give it another go. So I, I, I agree with you there. I don't think we'll see both ridley and kraid but i i wouldn't be against it either i think seeing kraid in metroid dread would be really cool it would be another really awesome like huge room uh you know multi-story boss to fight so i I would be down for it but yeah i don't know if we'll see him this time Uh, i i think to your point also like it's that'd probably be a better 3d fight than a 2d fight at this point because like it, it let's say that they kept it kind of the same um, in terms of, like, he shoots out the platforms and stuff or whatever. Just having, like, 360 platforms that you would need to navigate on, like, if there's lava on the ground or something, that that sounds a little bit more fun to me than, like, just slaughtering Kraid again. Because, like, you know, he's an awesome... He's awesome to look at, but, like, you can just, like, you know, just mow the lawn over him in, in Zero Mission and Super and, and all that. So, yeah, I think that that would be a cool um, 3D fight. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about mother brain and i guess the rest of the space pirates as well because like we haven't really heard anything yeah about the space pirates um we i guess really like we didn't even see them in fusion we saw x parasites that mimic space pirates but like as far as we know the, the the space pirates are in shambles so we haven't seen any indication that they are showing up in this game but of course we have that very mother brain looking esque uh I, I forget what it was but it looks like in central units unit. Yeah, yeah, and that's where you get your Omega Cannon from. So, obviously, there's, like, some kind of Mother Brain-esque mechanism going on here. So, I I don't know. I I feel like, again, just like with Ridley, I don't think Mother Brain itself is going to show up. But, like, maybe the legacy of it will in that... um, And I, I know that you didn't like the AI business from Other M, but I actually don't mind that idea necessarily. I always kind of like to prefer, like... I always prefer to think of Mother Brain as like a, an AI program anyways. So I, I think that maybe they could do that if they wanted. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that obviously there's references to Mother Brain so far. But I'd be interested to see in what way they can use like the space pirates in this game. So yeah, I was thinking about this too because I'm not necessarily against like Mother Brain coming back or anything. What I think is likely is I feel like the space pirates... Um, because I don't think like Ridley himself is gonna come back, but I the space pirates are resilient in a way, right? You know, they always kind of they also come back and bounce back and and somehow figure it out. And you're right, by Metroid Fusion, they're also like really kind of gone. We don't even see real ones in that game. But I think by Metroid Dread, maybe they've rebuilt enough where they're scavenging for stuff, right? And they're trying to they're still rebuilding like their army and they're rebuilding their their fleet and and all their resources, right? So maybe in Dread, maybe they also stumble upon ZDR and maybe they send like, I don't know, teams to the planet to try to get like take those central units because they kind of have that like mother brain element to them. Maybe they could use those to rebuild mother brain. And then they also find out, oh, there's also other stuff in here like the Omega Cannon and blah blah blah, whatever you know, other stuff Samus can get off of those. I'm sure they would use the, that stuff somehow. So maybe, like, throughout the game, 
you could have like the space pirates like landing on the planet on like a drop ship in groups and you got to take them out really quickly or maybe stop them from stealing a central unit before you get to it or something like that or maybe they do steal one you got to steal it back from them or they've taken like whatever the the upgrade is and you got to fight them as they use it against you i don't know how likely mm -hmm. that is but i think that'd be a cool way to incorporate them into the game you know like they're rebuilding a little bit and they're well, what do the space pirates do best rebuilding what they know they've built before so maybe they even see that ridley robot they're like oh that's a good idea and maybe they yeah, try we to had one of those we, yeah, yeah like hey like I, we did that and maybe they try to take control of that um you know maybe the facility is somehow already related to them so i i would like to see the space pirates kind of like i liked infusion how it was kind of like okay their their ex parasites are not really there so like they're just enemies really it was kind of cool they didn't but they weren't really like a major part of the game at all and there was they were just you know another enemy type essentially I would like for them in this game to have, like, bounced back a little bit. They're trying to rebuild. They're trying to scavenge for resources and take what they can get. And mm. maybe they end up on ZDR and try to start taking what they can get from there as, like, a side thing for Samus to deal with while she's fighting the Emmys and dealing with the Chozo and, and Metroids and Exit and all that. Because I would like for them to come back. I like the Space Pirates. I think they're a cool bunch of enemies. There's a cool all these different enemy types. And certainly I think we'll see them in Metroid Prime 4. So... Um, even though that's earlier in the games, just, you know, release wise, I think they want to, you know, bring back a lot of those like classic elements of Metroid two while also introducing new stuff. And I think seeing the space pirates come back would be a cool way to, you know, join alongside the new, you know, Emmys and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I, that's how I would like to see them implemented. I think that'd be a cool way to bring them in. You fight off groups every once in a while. They like crash land on the planet maybe, and they make their way down. Maybe you run into them fighting Emmys themselves and you get into a big fight. I don't know, it could be cool. I I had like a scenario that I thought would be kind of cool for Space Pirates and it's like it's like full on fan fiction, like okay. full on fan fiction. Like this is like Avengers Endgame stuff, but like so I was thinking like man, it would be like really cool and and somewhat satisfying if like let's just let's just say that Space Pirates had like an AI mother brain or something that was back leading them or whatever. But I was like, man, if the Dark Chozo amassed so much power and he's got, like, this army of, like, evil Metroids that he's controlling and maybe he's got the Emmys on his side, wouldn't that be cool if, like, just just temporarily Samus and Space Pirates were like, we have to work oh, together to, oh. like, take these guys I knew down. You were gonna I say think that. that. I think that would be actually kind of cool. Like, having this, like, uneasy alliance that, like, you know the Space Pirates are gonna try and, and get you as soon as they can, but, like, you kind of have to work together for a little bit. Um, you could maybe introduce a new character or a new leader of the Space Pirates as well. You have that opportunity if you do this. I thought that that'd be kind of cool, like build up some tension in the game and like see like, you know, is this guy trying to screw me or like, are we actually going to do what we agreed to and, and take out this, I don't know, whatever thing that the Dark Chozo has. Uh, I, I realize everybody, I'm sure listening to this, hates that, but I thought that'd be kind of neat actually. You know, I don't. I honestly don't hate it. I wouldn't be against it entirely. I think something like Samus and Ridley teaming up would never happen. But no, no, no. It it couldn't be Ridley. But it, 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 yeah, it probably couldn't be Mother Brain either. Now that I said that, at no, the I don't but. think it could. But I do. I could see individual space pirates teaming up with Samus. I mean, very unlikely. And I feel like Samus would just like <laughs> just destroy them before there's even a conversation. But Maybe not. Maybe, maybe you know, they'd be able to be like somehow, you know, negotiate something. And yeah, like the tension of like, okay, you know, they're going to turn on me. It's not a matter of if, it's when. Got to always, you know, keep my head on a swivel. I, I'm not against that. I, you know, I do think that concept would work better in Metroid Prime 4. I'm not going to lie, but I, I could see that also working in this game. I honestly don't hate it. I was expecting a little, I mean, I, I was kind of expecting just that. It was very fan fiction-y, but you know what? If there was a, I told you. <laughs> if there was a, if there was a good reason for like a couple or maybe one space pirate to team up with you, a really good reason, like Samus really had no choice, and they they kind of wrote it that like well that way. I think you know I wouldn't be against it. No, but you know I, I don't want Samus kind of like getting a a space pirate sidekick that she's like friends with or anything. But then again, you know what? If the character's really cool, maybe I could change my mind on that too. As long as it's written well and it makes sense and it's like nest like they really make it necessary like they gotta put it aside otherwise they're both gonna die. Yeah, of course. And like they really yeah. like, you know, 
like I don't know, like get as much drama and like tension as they can out of it. Yeah, I'm down for that. I feel like I feel like you'd have to make it like absolutely necessary, and and maybe into even further along why the space pirates would even do this is like the Dark Chozo used the space pirates somehow and then just I don't know betrayed him or something like that, and. and I can't think of a scenario of why that would happen, but let's just say that that did. It, this would be, I think, a, a new, like a new character moment or an opportunity to build up a new character. Maybe like, it's let's Weevil. Just say, sure, let's say it's Weevil. Let's say I'd Weevil is the new leader of the Space Pirates, and like you can actually flesh this guy out, and like mm-hmm. he's just like, all right, I hate you, Samus, but we're gonna we have we have a common enemy, and like we have to put our differences aside. Let's kill him, and then let's kill each other. But let's kill let's kill him first. See, I think that could be cool. See, the thing is, the one thing I I do think, and I've thought this for a while, is I don't I don't I don't think Weevil hates Samus, so maybe it would, would be better if it was just another space pirate, which I'd also be okay with. But I'm also always down to bring back the hunters. So, but yeah, I could definitely see that happening. I, I you know Samus teaming up with anybody as long as she like knows it's necessary. I you know I don't think she's someone that would like her ego or, or anything like that would kind of get in the way, right? Like. She knows, like, okay, if I got to live, I, you know, and the only way to do it is, like, team up with this this dude, this space pirate guy, then I'm going to do it, you know? Like, I think, I, right. you know, I think that's the kind of person she would be. So I'm definitely down for that. And, and we've even seen that. Like, she, she compromised to get on the BSL infusion. She didn't want to have Adam overlooking her, but, you know, that was the only way to get there, so she did. So, you know, and she obviously worked with the team and in, in other M. So, I mean, we, we have seen her kind of make some concessions in the past, so... I realize I was kind of fan fictiony, but I, I thought that that might be cool. I could and, also and a good see way to build them, up a new character. Maybe she's like forced to work with a space pirate, like by the Dark Chozo or something like that. You know, maybe she has no choice, right? Like, could be like yeah. a, you know, a Master Chief Arbiter thing, right? Grave Mind kind of forces both of them to work together, <laughs> otherwise everyone's screwed, and then they end up being, you know, homies. So, who knows? Uh, could work out. I just I think that it's important that like Metroid Dread introduces like a new character it, it feels like mm-hmm. forever since we've had a new like a new good character, character. yeah like the last one really was like god the last one was probably like dark samus or maybe silas anthony if you go hunters uh, i think anthony was fine I'm, i i think anthony was good actually but I'm, I'm talking like a character that like in the next super smash bros you could see them like getting into the roster you know what i mean like if the if the villain hmm. of dread is like the dark chozo and let's just call him dark chozo like he's a big threat like he could get into smash see, like, i think it could be maybe silex. there's like an emmy that can get into smash or something or maybe it will be silex yeah. after metro prime 4 but i just want like a new good character for the series but like a, a prominent character and i think the series i mean i think it needs it it's been riding ridley and <laughs> samus for so long that like yeah we need someone new I agree. I def. I, w- I would love to see a new main character that not only shows up in Dread, but shows up in in the next games that come up afterward. And honestly, I think that's very likely that we'll see that because, you know, they stress time and time again that like this is the end of the current arc, like the current arc between Samus and the Metroid. So we know that there are gonna be like very likely that there are gonna be characters that we aren't gonna see again after dread so they do need to they need to create new stars you know they gotta they gotta create the new generation the new guys gotta push the new guys you can't keep putting (laughs) over these part-timers you know these old guys and ridley comes back for the big payoff once uh once a year as i say that they brought back john cena and oldberg last night you know (laughs) so you know seeing seeing john cena was actually kind of cool but goldberg is just like oh uh, you know, yeah, John Cena. I don't mind seeing now, um, and it's funny because he looks so old. He looks like a dad. It's like he has like his hair slicked back. Uh, yeah, it looks great. And then I used to be, you know, I'm a WCW guy growing up um, when I was really young, and so I actually used to like Goldberg. You know, like he was awesome in WCW back in the day. But Oldberg, man, like not not a not I loved a huge Goldberg, fan. and you know, what? Not a huge fan I loved Goldberg. Goldberg when he came back the first time. And yeah, the first that thing time, with Brock yeah. Lesnar. But then it was like he's back again and again <laughs> and again. Anyways, we we should we should save this for uh, our buddy Russ's new wrestling podcast someday. He wants us on the show. Yeah, um, man, I'm. But waiting. yeah, let's. Uh, all right, let's let's actually we have some follow up last uh, from last week. We were talking about uh, Yoshio Sakamoto and and some of the um, the comments that he made in the uh the development history of metroid dread so we actually have um an interview that he conducted with uh famitsu and i'm gonna try and see if 
I can give credit to the guy who translated it. Give me one sec here while I look. But uh, there's tons and tons and tons of interesting topics that he talks about in this interview. Um, so here we go. Translation provided by uh, Centurion Nugget and Jerop on behalf of Nintendo Everything. So thank you, Nintendo Everything, for the great translation. Um, tons of, like, super interesting stuff in here. And I thought we would just kind of take uh, a bullet point approach and, and jump around here and maybe just discuss what he said, if, if there is anything that we want to add or if we just kind of want to move on. But... Um, let's start off with something that I think that everybody is still a little bit sensitive about, and that is the characterization of Samus. And Famitsu asked him point blank, like, what kind of character is Samus in Metro Dread? And Sakamoto said, quote, she's the same Samus everyone knows. You can't go wrong with the stoic pro bounty hunter. Pro gamer. So. <laughs> she's a pro gamer. Seems like, uh, you know, they they took some of the feedback of Other M to heart. Seems like they know exactly what the fans are looking for from their Samus. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> duh, I, you know? Like, I don't know why they needed, like, no one liked how they characterized Samus and Other M, and obviously you can go on and on about that, but they, I, the, the, I mean, the question is already answered by, like, the footage we've seen. You know, we've seen the cutscenes where, like, Samus is no nonsense, and she's doing it with a little bit of flair, but, like, she's crushing enemies, right? And, like, that is that is the Samus that we know and love. She is the best at what she does, and you can easily see that, like, they're emphasizing that in this game. That, like, she's not, like, afraid to go into any room. She's got her, you know, hand on her arm cannon ready to go, not pointed up at the in the air or on the ground, but in front of her where she could shoot something. You know, she's she's doing, like, melee attacks. Like, that's it. she looks like a fun character to to not only play as but to get invested in as, you know, the player of the game, you know? Which I think goes a super long way. When you have not just like when the gameplay feels good, that's great. But when you have a character you care about, it makes everything have more meaning. And it's great to have a Samus that looks awesome, looks badass, and has fun to play as, and fun to you know, you know, kind of be and immerse yourself in the world of Metroid Dread. So I love to see this. Yeah, and I actually think that like if you have a great story and great characters that can like totally override subpar gameplay, at least for me in a lot of, to a degree, to a degree. Yeah, I I agree. Maybe not overall, like maybe not to the fullest extent, you know, sometimes the gameplay is not there. You maybe wouldn't call it the greatest game ever, but like if if I'm playing a game that I feel is like average, but it has a really good story, I'm just like, all right, well I'm going to keep playing. Whereas otherwise I might've just shut it off. So I I love the line. This kind of tickled me just the way he said it. Like you can't go wrong with a stoic bounty hunter, and in kind of implying, like, well, we tried to, uh, we, we did go wrong with the emotional bounty hunter, and uh, look where that got us. So I, I thought that that was just kind of a fun line. Stoic, though, is, is a key word that implies that uh, Samus won't be doing much talking here, which is kind of funny because Samus did a fair amount of talking in Metroid Fusion. So it's not like it's like unprecedented for Samus to, you know, show emotion and talk or whatever, but it seems like maybe we won't get. Um, exactly that in metroid dread which is fine i don't know i, that, I mean that, that word stuck out to me i feel like stoic is just like in terms of her like disposition right she's going to be more reserved so i can still see her talking she's probably going to talk in a different way and also remember a lot of the talking she does in metroid fusion is to herself you know so it's like if you if you look at like all the talking she does with other people it's it's not a lot i would say actually a majority of the talking in the game for her is like to herself like a lot of the time adam's talking at her you know like she's not really responding mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're he's talking and you're like okay <laughs> and then you dip like there's only a couple times where she really like kind of goes back and forth with someone otherwise she's talking to herself so i can i can still see i can see that being the case where she talks to herself maybe and then she has some conversations here and there with other characters but otherwise she's you know keeps it keeps it light keeps it low-key keeps it more reserved you can still be emotional, you know, but I, you might see it more through her actions and not necessarily her saying, I'm sad or whatever, <laughs> which which is more closer to other M, I guess. I actually love this, uh, the interviewer, whoever interviewed Sakamoto did like a really awesome job of just dancing around the questions of like, <laughs> so their follow up question is, 
Some games in the Metroid series have a lot of cutscenes and others don't. What he's asking is, like, Other M had a, a ton of cutscenes and, like, most other games don't. What's going on with this game? And uh, Sakamoto basically answers, like, that the storyline is so important to Metroid Dread, so there are going to be cutscenes. But he kind of he kind of hints that they're going to be more along the lines of, like, the Samus Returns cutscenes, which I actually think is a good way to go with, like, you know, using the in-game engine so it's not, like... Uh, Metroid, Metroid Other M... I think that uh, the cutscenes themselves were nice. The content wasn't great, but there was kind of like a, um, I don't even the word I'm looking for, but it was like, almost like, okay, it's time for a cutscene, play the film. And like, instead of like one seamless integrated cutscene that started and from the gameplay and then went into the, uh, went into the cutscene. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And yeah. Samus Returns, I think did a good job with doing that. And like, it was, it was one kind of seamless flow of motion. Right, yeah, I mean, Samus Returns did in-game, like, in-engine cutscenes, and then you have Other M, which has, you know, a mixture of in-engine cutscenes and pre-rendered cutscenes that are just entirely pre-rendered CGI. Yeah, right? yeah, that, that's the word, yeah, um, that's the word I'm looking for. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, for a game like Metroid Dread, on a smaller scale, I think just doing it entirely in-game and, like, the, you know, in-engine is, is fine. Um, personally, I have no problem with a pre-rendered, like all CG, like pre-rendered cutscene that is not in engine if it's done really well. And usually that's for like a larger scale game. So I'm anticipating that kind of stuff for like Metroid prime four, or maybe not. They could also do it in engine. You're like, Halo Infinite's doing it all in engine and isn't doing like, like the blur cinematics, but like, I love those cutscenes. If those cutscenes are done really well, I have no problem with it taking, you know, taking control away from me and then, like, taking me out of, like, the game, essentially, and showing me a movie. If the movie's good, I'm down for it either way. So, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mind in that, but I think for a game like Dread, because, you know, you don't only have, like, those cutscenes, but you also have the, the melee cinematics and all of that, and, like, the boss cinematics, where you do have, like you said, that seamless kind of flow. Um, I think just to keep it consistent, you know, it, it's nice to have that. But also, it's a smaller scale game, so, I, you know, I anticipate them going the more entirely in engine route i'm not entirely sure what they'll do with prime 4 it might be a mix might be just be one or the other um but for dread i think it's it's better to have that seamless in engine kind of look and honestly the game looks great in motion and like when you kind of do the different angles and whatnot so yeah. why not do it in engine you know there's no need to kind of i, do I was gonna say like it the games are mostly at the point where like in engine looks so good anyways that like you don't need to do yeah i the, agree the cg cutscenes. yeah so, yeah if it looks good enough in engine then yeah I, like there are some exceptions again like if it's blur studios or something that's like hollywood movie quality if you can pull that off for a metroid game by all means do it but i don't think that's gonna happen for dread uh or any Metroid game, but if it did, I would lose my mind. But yeah, like I, I agree. Like games are getting to the point where you can do it all in engine; it still looks really good. And so, if they can do that, I'm totally okay with that. Um, this stuck out to me as well. The uh, the interviewer asks, "In Metroid Dread, is there anything in the game tailored to speedrunning like in previous games?" And Sakamoto says, "It's safe to say that those elements remain basically as they were in previous Metroid games." I don't think I've actually ever heard Sakamoto answer a question about speedrunning i've heard him talk about like players can choose different ways to play the game and, and whatnot and that's kind of like them talking about speedrunning i think but first time i, I think i've seen him point blank address speedrunning and, and maybe this is a double-edged sword because obviously you know he says that those elements are going to remain in place but i know that some people would have liked to um to maybe see a little bit more emphasis on speedrunning so yeah I, he, he, I, I mean he didn't say that there isn't going to be any of that but reading Reading that comment, it seems like, to me at least, he's saying, like, that's something that's available in the game if you want to do it, but it's not like we're going to spotlight it if you don't. Maybe I mean, I'm wrong. I, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a non-answer. I don't think they're emphasizing or even considering speedrunning really at all. Like, maybe, it's, I'm sure it's, like, thought of somewhere, but, like... I think the 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 main tell here is that he's saying the elements remain basically as they were in previous Metroid games. But if you've tried to speed run all the different Metro like 2D Metroids, you would know that the sequence breaking in all the different 2D Metroids is different. Some you know you could sequence break some more than others, right? Like so mm -hmm. to say that the elements remain the same as they were in previous Metroids, well that would imply that he thinks you know that it's the same across all the Metroid games, and that's not true. So. Or he's not thinking about it at all and just giving this answer, which is what I'm kind of getting at, is that I don't think they're really thinking about that at all. 
Like, you know, not even like in the way of, yeah, if they want to speed run it or not, like that's not just, they're just looking to make this game. And I'm sure if people will speed run it. Um, they, they probably maybe thought about that once and like, yeah, they'll, they're going to speed run it, but I don't think they're doing anything to like tailor the game to speed running or they're really keeping that in mind in terms of the actual development. And I, and I can definitely confirm that at least as far as I'm concerned based on this answer, because it's essentially a non-answer. Like he's not showing any kind of awareness of how it works in the previous games. So that tells me he's not thinking about it. Which is kind of funny because like, obviously he was in tune enough to, you know, take the, see what people were saying about other M and the criticisms there. So like, I feel like if you're in tune enough with that, like you have to be in tune enough to know that like speedrunning is such a big part of like why Metroid is, you know, been so everlasting and so popular. Um, so it, it is always like, I don't know. I've always wondered why they didn't lean into that a little bit more, like particularly with the 2D games, since that's, I mean, like Super Metroid for so many years and maybe it still is, but that that was like the game for, for speed running. I mean, I know Nintendo, if they can avoid like emphasizing stuff that like focuses more on playing the game in like a more hardcore dedicated way they'll do it unless the game is entirely built for that purpose so like you know you have like smash for example which like they don't consider to be a competitive game even though it's played competitively whereas like splatoon was made with competitive play in mind so they don't mind emphasizing in that way or pokemon or whatever right so even though you're right like the speed running parts of the community have you know certainly kept metroid going in terms of like its popularity in some ways, but at the same time, it also is stuck around because people in general just still like to play Metroid. It might not be involved in speedrunning at all. I mean, you yourself am not, you're not involved in speedrunning at all, and you just continue to like Metroid. So, like, there are tons of people that are just like that, that have no knowledge of speedrunning or don't care about it, but still like Metroid. And I think for them, mm. they don't want to emphasize something about the game that might, um, I guess zone people out or not ostracized, but like they're trying to get new and old people into the games. And if they like emphasize, Oh, this is game is going to be tailored for people who want to play it hardcore and speed running in their minds. They might think that might turn off some more casual players, which they don't want to do because they're trying to bring in new, uh, you know, players into the fold. So that, that's generally how they usually do it with these, with these games, unless the whole game is developed with competitive or more hardcore dedicated kind of gaming in mind. They tend to not emphasize that at all, even if those elements are clearly part of the game package. So I, that's why I'm not surprised they're not really going for it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's keep going here with the interview. I had, God, I had it pulled up, and of course I just lost it as we get here. But I did want to talk about, so I think it was even last week, you and I were saying, like, um, what what concept took so long to to kind of flesh out and um sakamoto answers that question actually directly before he answers the speed rank eh, question. i mean and the, he answers it but i don't know if he really answers well, it <laughs> kind, kind of kind of sort of he gives an but answer for sure he he, he gives an answer but i don't yeah, know say if sure. it answers the question but yeah go on but i mean the, the so the question that they ask is like was there anything left over from the original project 15 years ago that made it into metroid dread and Sakamoto says, like, the concept itself has never changed. The The idea was always to have these Emmys, uh, or a fearsome enemy, as he says, hunting down Samus, which never changed. So maybe, you know, and we were kind of speculating, like, it feels like you could have you could have done that. And, like, I wonder what the technology was that wasn't there. Because, you know, he says many, many times in this interview how, like, big of an influence the SAX was on developing Metroid Dread and, and the concept of that. So... He, he actually says at one point, too, they're just asking him about uh, the rumors about Metroid Dread and how long it's been in development and stuff like that. And Sakamoto says, uh, quote, we tried at one point, but it got canceled halfway through. When we gave it another shot further down the line, the game ended up completely different. Um, so basically, he says that resources killed the project the second time, but the technology wasn't there the first time. So I guess that's kind of confirmation of like, it was the Emmy concept that was what was holding dread back. And so I feel like there's a, like, there's gotta be like a big expansion to that concept coming in. Cause like, I know the Emmys move really fluidly and like really well, but I don't know. I, I not sure that you couldn't have done that on the Nintendo DS. I say that knowing nothing, nothing about video game, 
development but i don't know to me it just seems like maybe it could have been done yeah like i yeah you know i don't know anything about game development and obviously i'm gonna take the guy's word for it but you know game developers lie all the time about the actual development of games and to be honest like i i can't wrap my head around like okay maybe they couldn't have done this on the game boy advance and i'll even give them the benefit of the doubt like okay they couldn't do it on the ds even though i feel like the ds was per- would be perfect for this because you have the two screens you can go between to get away from the emmy so like i feel like that would have been perfect on the ds it would have made so much sense so like i don't understand why it couldn't have been that but what i really don't understand is why they couldn't have made it on the wii u they were able to make other m I don't understand, like, the technology yeah. was there to make that game. Why was the technology not there to make Emmys on the Wii U? Like, I don't... The Switch is, a, you know, a better system, but it's not that much stronger than a Wii U. And it's not conceptually that much different either if you look at the gamepad from the Wii U and the Switch. So, like, I don't really understand, like, technologically what those... Like, he keeps saying there were technological hurdles, but, like, what were they? Like... Was the system not strong enough? And then I'm like, okay, but like, you're essentially just, you know, you have an AI that chases you. It's not that difficult. Like, and Mercury Steam, I can't imagine that they're the only game studio in the world that could make this work. Like, you know, like, so I just don't understand, like, why wasn't other M Metroid Dread? Why did they not just make it then? Why didn't it work on the DS? Like, I don't buy, again, I'll take the guy's word for it. I'm not going to die on this hill, but I, I personally, it's hard to believe that it wasn't possible. And that said, we know that Metroid's a franchise where, like, if someone's not beating the drum, the game's not going to get made, you know? Like, they need someone internally that's really <laughs> kind of, you know, like, championing Metroid and really trying to get a game made. And that's why we didn't see, like, a Metroid game made for the N64, because there was no one really trying to make one. Um, and thankfully, that you know, that changed in the 2000s, but maybe it was the case of, you know... They couldn't get it going, and maybe they were close enough to make it working, but no one really doing anything. You know, no one was really there to kind of really push it. And maybe Sakamoto didn't push hard enough, or maybe he got this other idea for other. You know, I I just don't understand how Other M got made, but this game didn't way back when. Like, what the difference was, why they couldn't make it work then, you know? So it's hard to believe that this was so impossible, that this was so hard to do for multiple console generations, multiple platforms for different decades over so many years that, like, nobody could do it. They couldn't figure it out. Very hard to believe, but, I mean, that's what the guy's saying. So I guess we kind of have to take it at face value. I'd really like to know, though, what that, that prototype was, what that second step was, because, again, he mentions how, you know, they gave it another shot further down the line. I really want to know what that, like, that middle ground was and even what the earlier you know design what you know was because clearly we now know like this game really was attempted multiple times i would love to see like what those iterations were and maybe that might give us some more insight into why it didn't work back then unless i just keep coming back to like because i agree with everything you just said like a hundred percent but i i keep coming back to like there's got to be something else to these emmys that makes it more than we've seen that like there really like turns up the heat to make this concept like really hard to pull off. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It seems weird to me. Um, Sakamoto puts over Mercury steam, like mm-hmm. all like everywhere in this interview, he's saying like, what a great development studio they are. And, and you know, who can argue with that? Samus returns, I think is one of the best Metroid games. So I, it probably certainly helped having a team, the caliber of Mercury steam and a team who's obviously passionate about Metroid. You know, they, they pitched a, a Metroid Fusion remake originally, um, so obviously they kind of understood the the idea of like this threat that's hunting you because that's basically what Fusion is built around. And like I said, he he continually Sakamoto continuously references the SAX as like a big inspiration for you know for this game and, and kind of the vibe that they were going for. Although he was very quick to uh, to call it or not to call it a horror game because they asked him about that. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 this is not a horror game. Yeah, you know, I think that's I think that's fine too cuz it isn't, you know. Horror games are really about like you are you have barely any options. You got to run away. And even though Samus mm. does run away here like she's doing it kind of strategically, you know, in a lot of ways. She can res- and, and in a specific zone. In a specific zone. At and, least uh, at least for what we've seen, yeah. And yeah, she can she can respond in some ways and then yeah, exactly. Outside that zone, she's, you know, she's the Emmy essentially, right? Like she's the dominant force out everywhere else whereas, you know, in a horror game, 
you're you really don't have any kind of refuge ever. Um, and it's and horror games tend to be slower too, right? Like this game looks like you're going to be able to be on the move, sliding quickly, moving about, wall jumping, and you don't have to take the game slowly if you don't want to. So I think there's also that difference there, and I like that he did he made it. even though it will have a horror elements for sure, um, just by the nature of like the tension of getting chased, but it's certainly not like the main focus like and even aesthetically either. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, well, let's end on one last thing that he said here. Uh, we all knew this, but he just Sakamoto really just hammered it home. Uh, Famitsu asked, "You mentioned that Metroid Dread will round off the series' story. Does this make it the final chapter in the five-part saga?" And Sakamoto says, "Quote: This is the last chapter in the series so far. The final chapter about the shared fate and adversarial relationship Samus shares with the Metroids. This isn't the end of the Metroid series. We don't want that. I'm sure fans don't want that." And we hope you'll look forward to what's coming in future episodes. So, I mean, when he, I, th- I think that quote probably got taken, not out of context necessarily, but some people definitely overreacted to that and were like, oh my God, this is the last Metroid game. What? Um, I, I really think that this is going to set up whatever is next. I, I think that it's going to, like like we were talking about, I think it has to build up new, new characters, new enemies. It can conclude one story while being a, a jumping off point for the next story. I'm really hoping that that is what Dread is going to be. Like, lay the seeds for what yeah. is coming next. I mean, that's definitely... I mean, the, are, did people really freak out about that? Because, I mean, he literally says this isn't the end of the Metroid series. Like, <laughs> he literally says it right there. So, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, this isn't even the only interview he's even said that. He said that... I think he, this was even said at E3 where they said this is not the last metroid 2d metroid they're making more 2d metroids like we are confirmed making more metroids after this so i'm surprised to hear that people were up in arms about this he even says in the quote this isn't the end of the metroid series i don't know how (laughs) more plainly you can put it you know he's literally saying no it's not the end so we don't want that i'm sure the fans don't want that and we hope you'll look forward to what's coming in future episodes he literally says there's more coming so I don't know what the issue yep. is. We know Metroid Prime 4 is coming, and we know multiple times, not even in other sources, in this one source, he says multiple times that there is more Metroid beyond Metroid Dread coming. And also, like, they've stressed the timeline. Like, when they say there's more Metroid coming after Metroid Dread, they don't just mean Metroid Prime 4. Like, they mean story wise, there's more coming after Dread in the story. So. There's no need to be worried. I mean, they're making two big Metroid games right now. They're planning more for sure. Um, I mean, they, most developers start thinking about the next game like when the that game is being as, as started. As soon as that exactly. game is shipped, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure when they started this, they were thinking two, maybe even three games down the line because they're thinking story-wise what the implications are and how they can build on it, right? If they're if they're you know writing it correctly, they'd be outlining Metroid Dread, Metroid after Metroid Dread, and the game after that, right? Because they're likely planning a lot. Same thing with Metroid Prime Four. They're probably thinking about not just four. They're thinking about five. They're thinking about six. They're thinking about whatever ODST version. You know, like they're thinking about all those different games. They're not just thinking about the one. So uh, yeah, I mean, he's saying it very plainly right here. We're getting more Metroid, and who doesn't want that? I, I was about to make a Kingdom Hearts joke about like the ridiculous subtitles, but I I can't even think of what they are. It's like three, three hundred and fifty two point eight or something like that. And a half days. They're making and Metroid three hundred and fifty two. Yeah, I mean I, I'm down for that. I've always been waiting for Donkey Kong one twenty eight or Super Mario one twenty eight. I was I wish they would do that, and they never did. Uh, <laughs> real talk. I I am sure they're working on Metroid six. I'm sure that we're gonna get a remake of Fusion at some point, yeah, and I'm definitely. sure that trilogy is coming out um so yeah lots of lots of metroid can't wait as always we say this every week but damn it it bears repeating i can't wait for metroid dread to come out um but next week we are jumping off of the metroid dread train and we're going to return to uh definitively rank a metroid game should we say which one it is or should we play that close to the chest what do you think uh hey man you're you're the only one who's played it out of the two of us so i think you have the right to make that call let's uh let's keep it a secret let's surprise everybody next week with our definitive ranking i'm about i would say i got like an hour left in this game um and i've i'm pretty impressed with it so far so i'm looking forward to that it feels like it's been 
a while since we did a definitive ranking. The last one was Metroid Fusion. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Of course, um, love talking about Metroid Dread, but I think that this is like eight shows in a row or something. So it (laughs) will be nice to talk about something else uh, because, you know, all, all we can say at this point is like we have to wait and see until October, which, my God, isn't even that far away. But... Yeah, I'm looking forward to um, to doing the next Metroid Definitive Ranking. And uh, I had not played this Metroid game in years before playing it. So lots of fun. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to do some more Metroid Dread down the line. And of we're going to be also, uh, I'm looking forward. We're All right, so I'm going to spoil one episode. But I'm very much looking forward to when we do the covering the whole 2D Metroid history. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be really cool. So I'm very much looking forward to that. I think that'll be a really cool lead into Dread. Um, yeah, I... I've never played the game that we've we're gonna cover. It's the only Metroid game I've never played. So, um, oh, okay. which might which might spoil it, I guess, if people know all the games I've played before. Because I think I might have said this, but um, yeah, and I, you're gonna have to tear me away from Destiny Two, man. Uh, you know, I don't know what else you're playing lately other than this game, but I got really Skyward Sword HD, uh, baby. I got. I'm, I hope you're enjoying that, man. I heard. Uh, I heard that it came I'm, out. I'm loving it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, I just got into Destiny Two last Tuesday, and I've put in 65 hours since last Tuesday. Um, wow. <laughs> I am addicted. I love this game. I don't know why I didn't start playing it sooner. Um, if anyone plays Destiny 2 out there, uh, let me know. I'm, I'm playing a Titan. I just hit level 52 or something today. Um, almost like at 1300 gear level. But anyway, really loving this game. I, I mean, as an FPS, it's like a Halo MMORPG. Like, I'm, I'm loving it. This game is so cool. It's so awesome. I've been, I think I played it for like 12, 13 hours each day over the weekend <laughs> i am crushing this game really loving it so i'm gonna have to tear myself away to uh to play this one for the next episode well don't worry you'll only need to tear yourself away for like four or five hours it's it's a it's a short one yeah um all right we're gonna get out of here of course we want you guys to check us out over on twitter at omega metroid pod at spateri 316 at dax city underscore and uh, make sure that you are telling that metroid fan in your life where they can get their weekly metroid fix Uh, And, of course, check us out over on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. That is it, everybody. We will see you back here next week for some definitive ranking. Until then, take care.